Okay, hello, how are you? It's a good day today. It's Friday. It's almost July if you're American, almost July 4th if you're Canadian, July 1st. It's sunny out. It's been sunny for so long, maybe just two weeks actually, just to be honest. Um, and just as I said that, a cloud passed over and it got really dark. Oh, now it's light again. Anyways, uh, before I start, you can find this podcast show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, and more. All of these available platforms are provided via the social media link down below. Go and follow that. Okay, so first on the list, I want to talk about how... Prince William says he'd fully support his kids if they identified as LGBTQ. The Duke of Cambridge paid a visit to AKT to discuss the charity's efforts to help LGBTQ+. Plus. Uh, they did not add the plus uh, in this little article excerpt from NBC4i. Um, youth experiencing homeless. So they're trying to help youth experiencing homeless who are LGBTQ+. Plus. Um, when asked how he would feel if one of his own children came out as LGBTQ+, Prince William said he would fully support them, but would worry about the discrimination they would face. Now, at first I've thought, you know, this is a big deal, yet not a big deal at the same time. It's a big deal in the sense that I feel like, um, as far as I know, and as far as recent history, um, the royals, the UK royals, um, have not the Commonwealth royals. I think, I don't know which one to call them. Anyways, have not really talked about it. Um, they might have been engaged in some charities and stuff, but um, to actually, oh, you know what it says here? Prince William just visited his first LGBT Q plus charity, AKT charity. Um, so it's his first. So in other words, he was probably the first royal ever to do that if it's making news. Um, and especially now that he's saying he'd fully support them, which is great, which is good. Um, and I actually think this is good because I think that, um, you know, he is a part of a different class in a way, a class that doesn't really talk about it. They're not involved politically. So to see, oh, you know, Cousin William, the Prince William that we all know um, is talking about it. Maybe um, they'll do something. If not, they'll maybe open themselves up to educating themselves about it. Um, maybe they are already. We don't know. I think this is good, though, um, because I feel like the royals have been a little outdated. And um, after um, what's oh, Duchess of what is she? Sussex, the Duchess of Sussex, who we used to know as just Meghan Markle from Suits. Um, she really has come in and updated the royals or at least given them a, them like an opportunity to update themselves and I think that's really great and to see that um the Cambridges or however you want to talk uh call them um HRHs of Cambridge um are following them in their pursuit of updating 
uh, and progressing and whatever. I think it's really good. I don't really, I'm like stumbling over my words, but I think it's, I think it's good. I don't know how big of a deal this should be because honestly, um, what do they do for the charities? Do they just show up and learn about it? I guess publicity is a really big thing. So maybe that's all they do. Maybe they donate as well. I'm not quite sure. Um, but AKT is the charity they are supporting, or at least Prince William is. I assume all the royals are of the UK. Um, is about safe homes and better futures for LGBTQ plus young people. Um, AKT supports LGBTQ plus young people in the UK experiencing homelessness or living in hostile environments, which is, I think, so important because young people don't necessarily have the means to be like, okay, so my situation, there's no way right now for this to get better and there's no way that I can stay here, but there's also no way that I can leave because I don't have the means. So it's really great that charities like this exist um, in more developed countries, uh, usually anyways. Uh, It's not always the case, let me tell you, if you didn't know already. (laughs) Um, So I think this is a great thing. Oh, and I also do want to mention that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, Duke, Duchess of Sussex, them anyways, are touring um, Africa as like a whole continent or just South Africa. I forget which one it was. Um, So they're going around and he's supposed to be working for a part of it and then mainly just touring. It's going to be their first tour as a family. Um, I don't, I mean, she'll probably bring her child, her newborn child. Uh, But... uh, yeah, it would make sense. Why would she leave? I, like, I assume it's going to be for a long enough time for her to be like, hey, can I like not leave them behind? Not that they would be in any danger whatsoever or any, you know, stress considering it's a royal baby. But anyways, I just wanted to talk about that, mention that because I saw an article about it as I was reading through this. Okay, switching gears a little bit, but almost not really. Um politics let's well not necessarily politics more so climate change so basically canadians are really annoyed and i'm sure other people who live in other countries are probably annoyed and i might get you annoyed right now who knows anyways the house of commons in canada uh, passed a resolution that officially declares climate change an urgent crisis that is dangerous to all Canadians. Um, now, however, less than a day later, um, Canada also announced um, that they would go ahead with the expansion of a Trans Mountain Pipeline. This is Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and the Liberal government as a whole, um, according to this article. Now, rewinding a little back to uh, the climate emergency, urgent crisis, whatever, to all the Canadians, um, they announced then, or maybe a little bit before, I'm not, I don't know, I think, no, it was then. um, Canada's government announced that they would ban single-use plastics by 2021. Now, this is great. We talked about... Um, 
on the show how Alberta was doing this and they announced this. But now Canada has come forward and said, hey, this is an urgent crisis and this is how we're going to deal with it. And it's going to be relatively soon. Of course, I always add in that it's never soon enough. Um, But then they came out with this. It says $7.4 billion project set to begin this year um, to create a trans mountain pipeline. And of course... Just hearing pipeline, you think bad for the environment if you're um, educated in the slightest about climate change. You know that pipelines aren't great for them, um, great for it, rather. The prime minister says that the project will bring stable and gainful jobs that will improve Canada's middle class. Alberta's government is especially happy about the decision because it affects them the most. Um, The prime minister said the pipeline decision, not about whether more oil should be produced, but where it is sold, says oil transport by rail has doubled in recent years and says pipelines are less dangerous and cause quote less pollution now i don't exactly know what that means um as far as i know um maybe i know nothing but i know that a lot of people out there are annoyed because one day it's an urgent crisis about climate change and the next day it's about a pipeline that runs through the country bringing oil um and i you know it's not great Now, recall that he also said it's not about more oil, it's about where it's, uh, where is it, where it's sold, it says. Um, Now, yeah, that's great, but if if it's an urgent crisis for climate change, wouldn't you lessen the amount of oil? I know that it creates jobs for middle class, um, according to this article, which is like great, people want jobs, however... Um, you know, urgent crisis was yesterday. What, you know, what's, what is it going to be in a week? You know, also, I want to mention that Alberta is supposedly really happy about this, but weren't they like the second province in Canada to announce banning plastics? So, uh, maybe that was just like a, like a little buffer in a way before, this happened. I don't know. But anyways, this I just wanted to talk about this because it happened and it's not great. And it's even if it doesn't um, mean more oil in the mix, um, it still means ripping apart a part of the country, putting resources into that. Yes, you get jobs out of that. But where are you getting the materials? What does that have like what's the impact on the environment and then again just um if the baseline stays the same for amount of oil then uh, but you announced an urgent crisis yesterday wouldn't you want to lower it i don't i you know i i mean you can't do everything but i don't i just wanted to talk about that okay so now on to something uh that i mentioned in the last episode ashley o is charting but then people realized that um well i don't well i don't know if it was then but anyways 
Miley Cyrus has charted as herself, Miley Cyrus. She's also charted as Hannah Montana, and now she's charting as Ashley O. So people have noticed that she's breaking a weird record of being the only person to chart under three monikers. One thing I do want to mention is that Hannah Montana actually was on the Billboard 200 as um, having five number one albums between 2006 and 2013, which I think is wild. Um, Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball was um, three weeks on the Hot 100 in 2013, and then she's also nearing the pop uh, pop songs chart with Mother's Daughter, which is the new, uh, which is a new song from She Is Coming, which is the new Miley Cyrus EP. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. It's so good. Just take a chance and go for it. So the main song from Black Mirror is, of course, On a Roll. And it debuted at number 19 on Pop Digital Song Sales Chart, which was on uh, June... Well, this says June 29th, but it's not June 29th yet. So I'm, uh, let's let's get back to that date another time. And then number 39 on digital song sales with 7,000 downloads sold in the week ending June 20th. Um, and then according to Nielsen Music, this song, or maybe it wasn't Nielsen Music, I'm not quite sure, um, drew in 3.5 million U.S. streams. Um, and I'm going to check what it's at right now on Spotify because they do list those statistics and I'm very interested. Okay, I'm back and I checked on a roll has 9.7, almost 10 million streams already. Now, according to this article, no, she is not the only one to chart under three different monikers. However, she is very peculiar in the sense that two of these um, alter egos are from acting roles and um, basically from TV or, um, well, I think they were both from TV. Well, I think Hannah Montana made some movies too. Anyways, so that's really cool. Weird. They list P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, and Diddy as another example. However, he has never charted under his own name, Sean Combs. So I just wanted to mention that because I really, I like On A Roll. I think it's a good song. Well, it's not a great song, and I probably wouldn't listen to it if it wasn't Miley Cyrus or Ashley O, and if it wasn't from uh, Black Mirror. And by the way, it's a cover of a song, so it wasn't like a song for Black Mirror. However, it's still pretty good. It's very Ashley O. Um... So I just want to talk about that because she's charting and this is kind of funny at the same time. Anyways, let's continue with pop culture and talk about how uh, Britney Spears's dad is suing for uh, defamation because of the whole uh, Free Britney movement. Um, So I thought that this was like a whole thing by like, the entire fan base slash like people who just know Britney Spears for, you know, being Britney Spears. And then just like everybody, you know, you know what I mean? Like who's he going to sue the entire Twitter? Like what? Um, However, it turns out that um, Jamie Spears is suing on behalf of Britney's conservatorship. 
alleging Anthony Alaya, the creator of the popular Absolute Britney blog and social media accounts, defamed him and the rest of Britney's team when he said the team was manipulating Britney's Instagram account to create the illusion she needs help. In one post, Elia accused Jamie and company of deleting positive comments from Instagram in order to highlight the negative comments, giving a false impression Britney was doing way worse than she actually was. And it um, lists a whole bunch of other things. Um, one thing that, uh, according to this article, that um, Jamie Spears supposedly doesn't like is that According to the lawsuit, anyways, Alaya made his comments out of a gut feeling. So he wasn't happy that, oh, like, um, Anthony Alaya didn't have, like, real evidence, which, like, he he didn't. How are you supposed to have real evidence? He, this guy's just, this Anthony Alaya person, rather, is just somebody who runs a blog and social media accounts um, for Britney Spears, you know? Um, he's probably or the, the Anthony's probably just like the rest of us you know anyways this whole conservatorship is really weird and I'm hoping that it's the best for Brittany I know she's had a hard time so it does kind of make sense it has been quite a while but we know that like mental health um isn't something that just goes away um unless maybe you hit your head or something um so hopefully it's a good thing. I don't know. I do know that I do follow her on social media and her posts are very weird. They're bizarre, you know, and the comments are always filled with like, what is this? You know, it's just like, uh, what's a video I watched the other day? It was like um, her. She went to Turks and Caicos, I think, which is great. Good for her. I want to mention that her conservatorship does not span all of the United States. It's like a, a certain few states sh that she visits often. Um, and then I think maybe, no, I think it's just in the United States. And then, oh, maybe it's, maybe it's Mexico too. I'm not quite sure. But basically there are like countries that she can go to where Jamie Spears has no control over her. However, she also has to get on a plane from the United States to these places. So in other words, she's not getting out if she really wanted to in this way, at least she does, um, get like periodically like, um, psych evaluations and like evaluations by a doctor. And I think a lawyer maybe too. I don't know. Um, so like through that they could see, Oh, she's, she's good. You know, whatever. Anyways, I don't want to talk about that too much. However, I just thought it was, like, kind of wild. Like, really? You're going to sue? Also, for defamation? Like, I get, you know, people know, like, Britney has a dad. Britney's dad is basically head of the conservatorship slash the conservatorship. Um, so, he, that's great. But, like, to sue for defamation, like, you're not that famous. You know, it, it tarnishes tarnishes your image, I guess. But I don't. This is just a fan creating almost conspiracy theory content. Like, if everybody was supposed to like sue for having cons a conspiracy theory against their name or their company or this or that, like everybody would be sued. Like, uh, there's tons of conspiracy theory content out there. You know, I just it's like it's not great to have that. 
and it can be damaging, but I don't, I don't know. It's like, it, it reminds me of how photographers or paparazzi specifically and news outlets as well, actually are suing literal Twitter fan accounts for posting their images. And I get there's a monetary value with these images. They can go for thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on who it is, what it is, you know, whatever's happening. But it's also just kind of like, these are just people sitting at home on their couches type of thing, you know? Like, imagine you were sued today because you put somebody's, I don't know, like photo, paparazzi photo that was on Instagram on your story or something, you know, like it just, that sucks. And it's just kind of like, I don't, I couldn't imagine being sued. That would literally kill me. I don't know. Okay. On to tech news. So we all know iOS 13 or we, we don't all know. I actually didn't know. I knew that they like talked about some iOS at like an Apple event earlier this month or last month or maybe even the month before I'm not even quite sure um and they talked about the iOS I think the new one um we are on number 13 now let's talk about that I remember like iOS 5 iOS 4 I remember the first iPhone and how it only had like weird games like a fake mat not match um what's that called lighter a fake lighter imagine that um Anyways, people are really happy because dark mode is coming to iOS devices, Apple devices. Now, it's already on Macs, so like the computers, the like laptops and that stuff, but it's not on iPads, iPods, iPhones, etc. Um, I'm not a fan of dark mode. I get really like confused in dark mode. Like I can't see anything. I turn into like an old person. Like what does this word say? But it's very clearly still the same text, just different colors. Of course, it's just like, it's usually like a dark gray. Um, So like, I'm not a fan of dark mode. I probably won't use it. I feel like the last time I wanted my phone to be dark was like when I had an iPod, like one of the first iPods. Um, and I inverted the colors to make it dark mode, but it wasn't dark mode because all the apps were like weird colors and it would actually get on my nerves because like it was all just like inverted colors. So like I was always confused at, oh, that's that app. I have to remember it because the colors are changed. Um, anyways, so, uh, dark mode's coming if you want it. It's on Twitter. It's on, it's not on Instagram. It might be now that like iOS is doing dark mode, Instagram might do dark mode. I feel like I could do dark mode for Instagram. I feel like that might be okay. But then again, just like the captions, I just wouldn't be able to read them because it'd just be so dark. I have to like talk to somebody who uses dark mode because I just don't get it, you know? But anyways, it's coming if you want it. So yeah, dark mode, September, 2019. Okay, now I want to talk about how the Oscars have welcomed 842 new members, 50% of whom are women, 29% are people of color. Now, let me tell you something. If the Academy put 842 members this year, I don't know if they do this every year, but um, anyways... That's a lot of people, 
personally, I thought it was just like uh, like a group of maybe 30 to 50 people. But this is huge. There's so many people um, in the academy. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, I think it's great that 50% are women, 29% are people of color. Why, you might ask? You might like roll your eyes and think, hmm, why does everybody care so much about the people of color uh, women, you know, equality thing. Well, let me tell you, remind you, whatever, that it's mostly just about representation. So everybody has a different point of view, right? So if you have more differentiating points of views, there's more um, opinions. There's there's a better there's a better winner in the end, you know. Um, so I think this is amazing. I heard there two of them. Out of the 842 new members, were Canadian, or, or are still probably Canadian. Um, I think that's great. Um, and I don't know why there's only two, uh, but you know, good for them. Uh, they said that um, the total amount of female members jumped to 32 percent, so it's still not 50-50. Um, of the new members, 29 are people of color. Um, and then out of the whole entire academy, uh, 16% are people of color and 8% um, increase uh, since 2015. So that's that's okay. That's good. Whatever. I think it'll make the Oscars that much more um, watchable. I think in recent years it's just kind of been like, you know, a long award show uh, that people watch, but I think this is great. I just wanted to talk about that because that was something good that happened when there's a lot of just bad news. You know, I'm always reading through the, like, the Twitter trending whatever, and it's all just kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know. Like this one story, I do want to mention this, is that um, Ellie Golding actually um, shared this about how Basically, uh, I'll just read it. Um, it was an original post by Greta Thunberg, who is amazing. She's this young person um, who is just uh, fighting for climate change on a whole new level. So the caption is, today, be, uh, today, peaceful French climate activists and school strikers in Paris were sprayed with tear gas. The same day, it was 45.9 degrees in France in June. So that's obviously Celsius. Um, it shattered the old record of 44.1, which was set in August 2013. This is not the new normal. This is only the beginning of hashtag climate breakdown and hashtag climate emergency. Watch the video and ask yourself, who is defending who? Now, there's a lot to unpack here. The fact that the um, that Paris is so hot right now um, and the degree like increase almost two degrees which you might think oh that's not much like last year around this time it was like five degrees less well a, a degree increase is huge that means more things are melting this and that um but specifically to this video i've watched it um there the police are 
spraying these people who are sitting down. Now, I'm not sure if it shows the whole video, this or that, what the whole situation was. I was not there. But from this video, they're sitting down. So even if they were rowdy before, they're sitting down now. So there's no need to punish them like this, especially if they're not breaking any laws. And even if they are, they're still sitting down. They are under your control. As police who are armed, you know, it's just crazy. Um, I just wanted to share this because it's important to call people out when they do this. And it's important to talk about that degrees increase, that temperature increase. Um, and it's just crazy. I wanted to share that. There's truly no need for pepper spray in this time. I was listening to CBC Radio in Canada um, about, I forget which country it is, somewhere in the Middle East. I'm very sorry. Um, this woman was talking about how they protest their conditions there. I, I forget because it was a few weeks ago exactly what they were protesting, but um, it seemed legitimate, and I'm totally for them. Um, but they were saying how they get tear gas all the time. But one thing, I do want to mention this because I don't know if any of you listening have been to protests or are planning on going to protests or anything like that. Um, but this, this woman was saying that if you do get tear gassed, um, what's something that really helps is um, besides like washing out your eyes like with water, obviously, is actually like water and yeast. Now, at first I was like, I don't know if I want like um, fungus in my eye. Um, and that that takes it to a whole new level, because a lot of the times when people think yeast, they think like, oh, baking, you know, but um, which it is. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. Um, so if you're ever in that situation, find some yeast, find some water. Um, hopefully you're not for many reasons. Don't get yourself in that situation. And if you do, um, maybe good for you. Maybe it's, maybe it's warranted. But also just in this situation, I cannot believe that this happened. Um, it's just so gross. But anyway, that is the show for today. Thank you so much for joining me after this little hiatus. Um, there will be a new episode way sooner than this time. I know, I believe last time I said that it'll be next week, but whatever. Um, you can find this podcast on Anchor, Stitcher, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. The link to the social media account that I use that has all these other links to it um, is down below. So if one works better for you, there you go. But uh, that's it for me. Have a great day, evening, night, sleep, morning, breakfast, dinner, whatever, commute, um, You'll hear from me very soon.